0: Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and IR graduate programs in the United States. Today I wanna talk about the topic of getting into politics after your policy IR grad degree. I wanna highlight, I'm gonna speak to going to politics immediately after graduation. I'm not gonna talk about uh, going to politics in the long run after doing other things you might do in life. Um, So with that being said, I do want to note that uh, if you look at Capitol Hill, in terms of who's there, there's a disproportionate number of people with uh, a background as an attorney or a successful business person. So uh, if you do want to get in politics in the long run, uh, getting a JD or MBA actually might be more helpful uh, to being a major elected official than going to a policy or a grad degree program. That being said, People do get elected to senior positions with an IR policy grad degree. But alright, let's, let's talk about political oriented roles in terms of outcomes coming from, uh, either of those schools. So the most, uh, like traditionally prestigious is working for the White House administration. Um, I do want to highlight that the competitiveness can be dependent on administration and it's not necessarily correlated to how popular, or unpopular or present is. It's more specifically related to, or partly related to um, how a combination of how open the White House administration is to hiring someone straight from under uh, straight from a, a grad program, so usually a little bit younger, uh, like t- 20, 29 or th- early 30s, mid-30s or so. Uh, versus a uh, seasoned professional and also correlated to uh, how much demand is for those roles um, based upon awareness of how well the administration's run. So in some administrations, um, let's just say it's well known the office is not run really well, so even people who might be politically aligned with the White House uh, stay away. And there are other times, when uh, if the office has a reputation that is being run really well, uh, people will have some flexibility uh, to work for administration, even if it doesn't completely align with what they believe in. Um, this is more of a local D.C. thing, but it does expand beyond that. But I just want to highlight uh, highlight that there's great variability in terms of um, how easy or not easy is getting to the White House. Um, but traditionally, uh, it's a combination of really, really knowing someone, uh, picking a role that's really suitable, uh, for you. And uh, I'll be point blank. It's like very hard for someone straight from undergrad to get one of these roles. It's someone who's usually pretty well seasoned and, uh, has a good network. All right. Then there's Gun Capitol Hill. There are two ways to get to Capitol Hill. Uh, the easy way is to work for an elected official. Um, now, uh, the thing about working with an elected official is that, you know, uh, a lot of roles are, will be populated by those straight people, like, go do the roles after undergrad or uh, a promotion or two after undergrad. Um, I, I remember people looking for roles elected officials who kind of pretty much told like, Hey, most of our A lot of people here like in their early mid twenties or late twenties at oldest. Um, Like you might have some uh, senior led senior chief of staffs uh, who are in their thirties or so, but that's after many promotions. Starting off, if you're pivoting into it, um, yeah, it's not that common to have someone um, in their early third early thirties or mid thirties go to those roles. And oh, by the way. You know, the pay I mean, lifestyle doesn't really cater to the typical person during 30s, mid-30s. Um, now, there is another way to get into Capitol Hill, and that's through the professional staffer route. And Usually that's uh, alignment, being a professional staff with a committee. Um, so there are these committees in Capitol Hill, and they need uh, dedicated staffers. Um, usually it's... Uh, t- there's some... Focus on what you know in terms of your knowledge base. Um, I, 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 know people who have a relevant knowledge base that a committee is looking for and they were at the right place, right time, and were able to nab a s- position. I will say professional staffers, um, I have never heard of or anyone doing it straight from undergrad. It's, I was in a, somewhat a straight from undergraduate grad student getting it, uh, It's more like people who have a fair amount of experience uh, on top of their grad degree after graduation who get get these roles. Uh, They tend to be pretty competitive and uh, you have to have a network. Um, I will say some of them are people who previously worked for an elected official, but not necessarily. All right. Then um, there's state and local political positions, legislative, governor, whatever. Honestly... This might, this could be a really good way uh, to get get into bigger opportunities in politics down the line. A lot of people in Capitol Hill, or a lot of well-known political names, started with state and local uh, opportunities, and and they uh, went went far that. As for the ease to get into them, competitiveness, that really depends on the state and or locality. Um, and but again, all. It all ties to network and what your, uh, it, it, I will say a lot of it ties to your ability to get in. It does have something to do with your network. But again, uh, the exact level of network that's necessary that has some uh, local vari- variation, fair amount of local vari- variation. All right. And then there are campaigns. I think of campaigns as high risk, high reward. Um, so the reasons because yeah if you go in a campaign and your person wins you're you're living large uh, you'll probably get into that person be in that person's staff you know if it's a senior senior person who has budget for lots of staff you know your opportunities are uh, tend to be better to tr- convert into that staff but if your person loses well you uh, a lot of times it could be hard to translate working for a losing campaign to, uh, new opportunities. Now, that being said, there are people who are very successful in politics who work for a few losing campaigns and before they finally got on a winning campaign. Um, but they just stuck it out. So it's a, it's very grueling. You work lots of hours. I think for some positions, it's volunteer or, uh, you make less than minimum wage given the number of hours worked. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of people enjoy the thrill of a campaign and it is a good learning opportunity for many things. I know many people who started, started with campaigns, um, to get to bigger places in politics. Uh, all right. Then you can run for office yourself. Usually, uh, the people who do this do in a more local setting. I do know of one person who ran, uh, for Congress shortly after graduation, um, this is actually really hard again it really ties to your network sometimes how much access you had fundraising um it helps if you're politically connected from the get go but um yeah every now and then you see some succeed most people I know, the vast majority of people I know who tried this did not uh get their position or they got something small and they didn't stay long in it um it, it just comes down to in my opinion this that uh policy and politics um and i and i say that policy is something both ir people and policy people focus on but um uh, policy and politics are n- not always the same thing or frequently and very different things and just because you're an, you're an ir policy person that gets policy doesn't mean you can get politics all right um i want to say the two and i mentioned it um when did the overview but the two things that matter for any of these roles is that your network matters more than the school you went to. I will tell you point blank that nine times out of ten, someone will hire you because you know someone who will vouch for you or you're connected to something that's interesting um, at, over the what public policy school you went to. I, I, hey, if you went to Harvard Kennedy School or Princeton, will it help? Sure. But if you have competition of someone who is very well connected and has a great name, that great name will usually trump. Um, now, also, it also helps to have a compelling story. Um, especially when you want to get higher echelons in, um, politics. Uh, there are different types of compelling stories. Uh, but it generally involves overcoming adversity one way or another and having a passion, or something. So, in terms of which pl- route is right for you, if you want to get in politics or maybe not get into politics, I think there's a few things to think about. In terms of roles for consideration, one is uh, pay and lifestyle. So uh, some of these roles uh, can pay good. We're okay. Um, being going Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill's professional staffer, uh, your pay's not going to be amazing, but it's, it'll be okay. It'll be good. You'll you'll be doing well. You can go out for dinner every right now and then. Um, and lifestyle depends on committee, but just think about work-life balance versus the pay. Second, advancement opportunities. So, this is something I have to be really careful about in terms of what risk you take. Um, there are some roles that may have good advancement opportunities. Um, if, if you do well, uh, but in, in some roles, it's all about being able to, uh, lateral, lateral, uh, lateral to another position. But, uh, it could be risky if you can even pull that off or not. So ultimately, what I want, highlight about that is um just think about the ease it is to advance in your career if not directly through uh, a certain role or but at least through tangential lateral roles and if they're appealing to you in the first place uh what you don't want to be is the person who's stuck in a role uh at age 40 and there's no opportunity for uh advancement and it's it, it's very hard to tangentially uh, do, do a lateral promotion or a lateral transition to a role that could advance easily. But hey, if, if you're happy being a, you know, a health staffer, uh, calendar keeper for many, many decades, I, and I know one person who essentially was a calendar keeper, uh, staffer, like a Capitol Hill elected official staffer for like, I think decade plus, now, that then more power, too. There's a lot to be said about being a front row of government and politics. All right. Um, and then I would think about culture. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Some people I met who've been in campaigns, um, even though they were paid not so well, if at all, they loved the culture. They loved the people they were with. They loved the hustle. Um, and... They had a good time, and some some people do campaign with are friends with them many decades uh a decade or so later, and yeah, c- culture uh really really matters, and whether you get paid a lot or a little, I always recommend to people make sure you actually like the culture, because it's the one thing that uh will have if it's a good culture it will usually help you along the long run. Then there's risk willingness. Um, that kind of ties to everything, is what risk you're willing to take. If you're going for a campaign, hey, again, if, if it's a presidential campaign, your person wins, great. If it's a presidential campaign, your person loses, you're, you might be in a tough spot. Uh, you, you have to do that risk analysis and ask yourself, what are you willing to risk? And lastly is political branding. Um, this is the reality is that when you get into politics, you usually have to align with a party. And that alignment with a party will impact you for the rest of your life. Um, to the point that, uh, unless you switch parties or sometimes even a switch can't change that. But, um, it, regardless of party you start with or you align yourself with, certain other jobs in life could be difficult to get a hold of. Um, uh, if you want to get out of politics, um, and, this is true for both major parties in the U S but essentially you'll be branded as uh, being in line with that party. And uh, if there's something interesting that is more aligned towards another party, uh, but not completely political downline, it might, it might be a little bit tough. So the example I always give people is that uh, once upon time I was offered uh, to work for a Senator, um, but I would have to align to his party. I was really concerned about that because I realized in my future, I might want to work for some nonprofits who are very proud of being um, very strictly independent or politically independent. And I didn't want to risk those future opportunities. So I said no to the rule because I didn't want to risk my, uh, the availability of future opportunities. Um, for some people who want to be in politics their entire life and are okay with staying going with a team and staying with team that's not an issue other people might be an issue so i think it's something just think deeply about and be very aware all right hope this is helpful uh and looking forward to making more content thank you